0: Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM.
1: Well, it's a marvelous night for a moon dance With the stars above your eyes A fantabulous night to make romance Neat the cover of October skies you the leaves on the trees are falling to the sound of the breezes that blow. And I'm trying to please to the calling of your heart strength to play soft and low. You know the night's majestic.
2: What's up? What's up everybody? Welcome aboard to the Bubba show. Todd Bubba Horwitz with you. What's going on everybody? Well, we had Boeing earnings and they weren't uh, so hunky-dory, as they say. Uh, Markets look pretty much not a big event. Uh, I, I think that uh, all, all all eyes are on the news that's coming the rest of the week. But uh, of course, you know, we, we continue to see these stories. And, and I think one thing that I think everybody should kind of take a look at is, uh, you know, the news, the news flow, that this time it's different and that's what's going on in the market. Did you ever think, that a lot of these people that you hear talking are trying to drive you in one direction or the other. Do you ever think, okay, do you ever think about some of the manipulation that goes on in the world? You know, look, I'm not accusing anybody, but obviously I do know from, from things. uh, and, And if you remember what I always talk about, you know, trading itself is a game of skill. Okay, trading itself is a, a mathematical equation on certain things, and you know, obviously, what drives a lot of the markets is always the uh, is always the emotions. But you, don't you think some of this is is created? And what I mean is is you know, XYZ Bank has a big position on one side of the market. A lot of people follow them. So they give directions to the other side so that it makes their their side profitable. It happens all the time, okay? You know, we, we, you heard that the term, the spoofing term and, and things like that. So you shouldn't be surprised, okay, that it happens all the time, okay? You know, You know, very skilled traders, you know, it's harder to do on an electronic screen right now okay but there were some very skilled traders in the pits back in the day that would you know you know if you're if you've seen <clears throat> if you know about the pits great if you don't if you've seen the trading places the pit scene which is pretty good okay pretty realistic i mean you know obviously the numbers were overblown and and, and part of it was but but it was pretty much uh you know on point and so in the pit you have a lot of people and of course you know the excitement the the markets rev up the excitement revs up and you get people going bananas and blah 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 we're going go oh my god and you know if you remember the the exact words were the duke brothers know something let's get in on it well you know people start to see that that murmur you know you start out with a very quiet you know buzz and the levels build and the bills and bills and all of a sudden you hear the screaming and yelling and Well, anyways, the fact is that back in the days, uh, there were traders that were so big that they would be, you know, uh, pushing out. uh, They'd be pretending like they were buyers and create that stir so that everybody else wanted to jump on. But in the meantime, they would have brokers that were in the pit that were actually selling to all the people that were buying. So it was creating your own market. And, again, uh, not legal, but done, okay? And I, I think it's just something, you know, it's obviously it's, it's a much tougher to do electronically because you can't create that buzz, okay? You know, that, that emotional buzz that gets going, all right, with a, with a pit with 500 people in it, you know, it happens all the time. And, you know, again, it's just, it's no different than, you know, the real estate market, you know, the spoofing of the, of the pricing, okay? And that's one of the things that, you know, you always look at And you should be careful of because people typically have a reason to say ABC, okay, Uh, you know, whether it's good or bad or whatever. And so I think you just have to be cautious on how you listen to it. I believe that everybody involved in markets themselves should do their due diligence, should take a look at everything and, and make a decision based on their own research. I think that, you know... Listening to the pundits, uh, even listening to me. I mean, I have a pretty good opinion. And I have a, a very good understanding of how the markets work. But I recommend to everybody, you should always take a look at what you see, okay? There is no better place to look than the first thing is the chart. And then depending, you know, even, let's walk through the beginning. So let's say you're looking to invest, okay? So investing is a little bit different than trading. Let's say you're looking to invest, OK, so you want to buy a stock for maybe your kid's college, whatever, doesn't matter, maybe for yourself. But in the meantime, you want to buy a stock. So the first thing you do is you look at the stock and, and, and look for the fundamentals of the stock to make sure they're going to be in business. OK, you know, 10 years from now, you know, that's the first thing you're looking at. But you would never you would never buy a stock for fundamental reasons. OK, you want to let the technicals work for you, because, again, remember, what are the technicals of the market telling you? what are they playing out to you? They're playing out to you the emotion of the humans trading it, even if it's partly done by the machines. The machines are also written by humans. They're looking for buzzwords. So if you let the tape or the chart, which is the same thing, basically, tell you what the next step is going to be, you will be much happier over time because, yes, you're not, not every trade is going to be one. I don't care what you do. okay. But what it does give you is it gives you a better handle and a better idea of what the market is thinking. Because what is the market thinking? The market is thinking about the money flow that's coming into it. If you look at the whole market from start to finish, it's a market. The market's open. Money comes in or goes out, buyers or sellers, and they start to leave a market footprint. That's what you want to see is you want to watch that market footprint. Now, again, you don't always get the grandma's house. Okay, sometimes you get lost. But in the meantime, the beauty about trading, the beauty that we have is that if we find out that we're wrong, we can get out. We make our mistake. We on, we take our loss and we move on. But you always want to get in or out based on a technical reason because, again, the the map that you get from the market, the footprint that you get from the market is very clear. Again, not always in the right. You know, we're going to make a wrong turn, you know. Even on you know your 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 uh, navigating system, sometimes they, they give you the wrong turn, right? But if you if you focus on what's going on with the market, if you focus on what's going what the market is telling you, and try to block out the outside noise. Because again, we talk about this all the time, the trade where they're making such a big deal about the trade where I don't, I don't happen to agree. But my point is very simple, okay? The technicals of the market will tell me everything that I need to know, okay? Now there is, there's always the occasional, what we call the fundamental news bomb that shows up that nobody can account for. But anything that can be accounted for, including this week's GDP and ECB, has been kind of priced in the market. And we'll see if there's any major surprise. But use that logic, okay, when you're looking to, to enter anything, because you'll always have a better shot. Because what you're doing now is you're saying, okay, I understand that I can, that this is a skill. And I can if I can learn this skill better, I can make better trades, which will help me make more money and cut down on the losing trades. This is The Bubba Show. I am Todd Bubba Horwitz. And, of course, I want to remind you to check out our high school program, highschoolinvesting.com. Uh, and if you'd like to help us out, we're going to our ninth year. You can go to Patreon, dot com forward slash Bubba Trading. And of course, don't forget to download the Bubba Show each and every day at LibertyTalk.fm. You can get the Bubba Show. You can get the Sporting Edge. You can get Crypto Investor X there. And also you get all the other programming that you need. Please check it out, LibertyTalk.fm. And we're going to step out of here for a break. And we'll be back with more of the Bubba Show after the break. Todd Bubba Horwitz, the Bubba Show. We are coming right back to you. three. Welcome back to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horst with you. And uh, last night, uh, way past my bedtime, but I was on uh, with uh, CNBC Asia and we got into, we mixed it up a little bit and I thought I'd share it with you here. Here we go. Bringing Todd Horowitz, uh, Chief at Bubba Trading, joining us live out of the Windy City, Chicago. Todd, it's good to talk to you and appreciate your time. Let's get right to it. Just before we took a a break a couple of seconds ago, we we were talking about uh, techs. And uh, you think they're priced for perfection, which means they can only get more expensive than they're actually worth from here. And (laughs) you're getting out? Well, look, let's talk about it from an investor standpoint. I'm not getting out. As a trader, I'm looking for a spot to short them. But we are priced for perfection. We've had great expectations. The earnings season has been great so far. And I expect that to continue tomorrow with Facebook and Thursday with Amazon. However, we are priced to absolute dead perfection. And can we go higher? Sure, we can go higher. But you saw a key reversal today in the NASDAQ. We made new highs and then closed lower on the day. So that is showing you some signs of weakness. And what I I think you want to look for here is you want to take some profit off the table. All of the buybacks are being taking place right now. The sellers are the insiders. So to me, that's just a sign that there's probably going to be some profit taking here at the end of the summer here. And I would expect to see some sort of a little bit of a correction here again, kind of like what we had earlier in the year. So is this profit taking to, to, to hunker down before things get worse on the trade front? I, I think the trade front, I don't, I'm not concerned about the trade front at all. I think that the trade—I think we're making a big deal out of nothing in the trade wars. I believe, first of all, I think they're going to sell, and I think at the end of the day, we're going to truly end up with free markets without these tariffs, without these quotas, without the government—the government helping yeah. the individuals. I think yeah. that we can get to a free market system, which I think is what President Trump wants to see. So, to me, I look at the grain markets—they're higher than they were before the trade war started. I, the only thing that's really in trouble here has been the hog market, and when we look at the tariffs and the hogs. One of the biggest in the world of hogs is Smithfield, which is owned by the Chinese. So they're tariffing themselves.
1: <laughs> what about companies, though, that are seeing an impact, Todd? You know, we've had numerous companies, even during the start of re- reporting season in the States, talk about the impact that the tariffs may have on the business. For some companies, that the impact that the tariffs are already having on their business. I mean, you only need to look at Whirlpool uh, for an example of that. What about that? I mean, you can't say that the tariffs are not having an impact on corporate America.
2: Well, again, I we can not agree, agree that's a trade. You know, that's what makes a market. I don't think it's had a real problem. I think Whirlpool had problems before the tariffs, I and mean, Whirlpool is made here. Their tar- maybe their steel's higher, but I think that we're just giving these companies built in excuses for if they're going to miss their earnings. I'm really not concerned about the tariffs or the trade wars, and I'm trading that that way. I would not sell into it thinking that it's going to be a trade war. I'm a seller because I think that the markets are overvalued. To me. I look at the key components, and that would be the grain markets are one of the key things involved with trade. They are not at all affected that much adversely. They're actually, again, higher than they were. So I think this will all settle out. I think you've already seen Mexico come to the table a little bit. You've got the European Union coming tomorrow to, to work with Trump. And I think China will fall into place. And when it's all done, I think everybody's going to be much happier and we will get rid of all this, these quotas and all this other stuff. And I think then we'll be in a true free market.
1: What about in the meantime, Todd? Because in the meantime, you are seeing, you know, whether or not you believe it's going to have an impact, um, you are seeing people more concerned about potential impact of the trade war. If it does keep on going, then confidence is likely to be hit and as we've been talking about in some instances has already been hit. That then impacts capex, it impacts capital expenditure. I understand what you're saying. I get what your view is and where you stand on this. Um, but what, I'm, what I don't fully understand is the impact that we could well see. How are you uh, you know getting ready for that, whether or not you believe that we are going to see a trade war?
2: Well I think the markets are I think markets are extremely efficient and the markets are near their all-time highs. They're pricing in what could possibly be the worst. They're saying that there's not going to be a problem. So I, I can't assume if it's going to happen. I'm not going to make a trade or make an investment based on what may or may not happen. I can only see what's in front of me. What's in front of me is a market that's making new highs, a market that wants to go higher. So I can't say that the trade wars are going to be a problem. Now, if they become a problem, then, yeah, you'll see some panic selling. But we know one thing for sure. The markets are looking for and searching for a reason to go a little bit lower, to take some profits, to shake out the week longs anyways. So I think that that may be the excuse we will see. But I don't, again, I, I can't put it in my mind anywhere where it's going to have a major effect. We've already had the threats. We've seen some of it take action. Yet here the markets are near record highs.
1: Mm, okay. All right. Uh, Todd, always a pleasure to have you. Thanks so much Thank for you. joining us.
2: And that was me with uh, Martin Sung and Oriole uh, Morrison and, of course, uh, we had our little discussion we had our little disagreement but again my words are always that's what makes a market I mean I didn't see I don't see him as a problem I've said that repeatedly here on on this show I've said them everywhere that I don't believe that they're any really major a problem here and I think it's gonna actually work out uh, uh, you know what a what, what the end of the day is and uh, at the end of the day I think we're gonna be uh just a uh just a a market that's going to look for a reason to sell off and when when they sell off then they'll use uh the trade wars or the tariffs as a um as a whatchamacallit as a an excuse for the reason that they went off and uh if if they don't then you know they'll say well the trade wars are settled and, and again I, I think they're going to work out just fine and, and I don't see any major problem again I think that we give these companies built in excuses for a reason to if they miss earnings and you know it's a it's the same excuse when the dollar was too strong a couple of years ago and Caterpillar missed earnings and it was because of the strong dollar so when, when I look at this I say okay fine we know the efficiency of the equity markets. They have been extremely efficient. They continue to work their way higher. So for me, why would my expectation be anything different than what we are now? And what we are now is we're working our way higher. Now I expect, I clearly expect uh, a sell off. There, there is no doubt in my mind that we're going to get a sell off. So when it's all said and done, you know, what does that self-create? How deep does it self-come? But you would certainly know it. If there was fear based on the trade wars, then we would know it. Why? Because the markets would be a heck of a lot lower than they are today. Because we wouldn't be approaching all-time highs. Because we wouldn't have so much exuberance and confidence in what the market's going to be doing. So you can you can diddle around with that trade war talk all you want. To me, at the end of the day, the markets will tell you what it is and to try to assume what the markets will do based on that news. As I said on the interview, and as I'm saying here, and as I always say, is the markets are very efficient. So the efficiency of the market will always tell you what is the next big move going to be. And again, it's up to us to not try to anticipate and not try to guess what the reaction of the trade war is going to be, but more importantly, for us to let the markets tell us what they're going to do, and then we can work our way into the right position, and then we can make the best trade based on the probability of the market. So to, to, to let the trade war be in effect and what I'm going to do, you know, there's been Between 2009 and today, there's been a thousand reasons that the market should have gone a lot lower. I mean, you had the Ebola, you had so many different things, and who cares? I mean, at the end of the day, the markets are going to do what they're going to do, and and right now, the markets want to go up. But there will be an excuse when they do go down, and it won't be because they're overpriced. It won't be because they're priced for perfection. What it will be is it'll be, okay, well, the trade wars were bad. It was this reason. For whatever reason... As we know, we are a, the, our companies, our big companies, our, our Wall Street, are a nation of excuses. How many times do we hear that GDP didn't make it because of the weather? Or how many times do we hear, you know, uh, it, it happened because of? It's never because of. The markets will tell you. The markets are, again, the markets are extremely efficient at pricing in news. And right now they're pricing in some huge news for the rest of this week. So we'll see how it trades out. In the meantime, you know, don't try to out or outguess guess the market, because at the end of the day, the market is always right. And this is The Bubba Show. And we hope you're enjoying yourself. And, of course, we want to remind you to download The Bubba Show each and every day at libertytalk.fm. And don't forget to download The Sporting Edge as well. Uh, and, of course, don't forget to get my daily update, which is available to you for free. All you have to do is go to BubbaTrading.com, fill out the little form that pops up, no credit card, no charge. Every day I'll send you a three to five minute video and you'll get an, a view for what I see in the market's lifetime. In the meantime, this is The Bubba Show. Tab Bubba Horowitz will be right back with more after the break. What's up, everybody? Bubba here. It's finally here. The long-awaited Bubba Report At bubba at thebubba.show.org. We want you to have this report because we've got over 150 years of experience talking about markets, getting ready for the trading, and puts you in the best position to have successful. So email me at bubba at thebubba.show.org to get a copy of your report or go right to the website, thebubba.show.org. Make sure you get it, it's a must have for every investor and trader. The Bubba Report. Welcome back to The Bubba Show.
0: This morning and visit with Todd Bubba Horowitz of Bubba Trading. Good morning, Todd. Happy uh, Happy Wednesday. How are you doing? What's up, John? How you doing, man? I'm all right. That announcement yesterday really didn't do a whole lot for the markets, did it?
2: No. I don't, I, again, I, I, you have to look at it from the beginning. Uh, It's they're They're not that big of a deal yet. I mean, other than soybeans, which have now rallied nicely a little bit from the bottom, I mean, from that, you know, 820 or whatever. And now they're 870 uh, and look like they're going higher. I mean, we were concerned about soybeans before there was even a trade war talk. So now we're starting to see some movement. The grains have all moved up a little bit. And, you know, I think President Trump really what he's doing is he's putting pressure on the others to make a deal because he wants to see free markets and free trade. And and I think that that's really what you're going to see. You know, the markets themselves are very efficient, all of them. You know, they, they do have some deficiencies. But the markets are telling you that they're not worried about it. So if all the big money around the globe is not worried about it, then... We shouldn't have to worry about it. I think that's really how I look at it. And I had this—I got into a little bit of a dispute last night on CNBC Asia about this whole trade war. Again, I don't think it's a big deal. I think it's going to resolve itself out. And I think at the end of the day, it's going to be much better for farmers and producers. And I think the twelve billion is just Trump saying, "Hey, we're going to help you out." So if they want to play hardball, we're going to make sure you're taken care of.
0: Well, and I, I completely agree with you. I didn't get a chance to see your uh, your program last night on CNBC. Can you kind of do a little bit of backfill here and explain the the discussion and and what the other side is saying?
2: Well, I was with CNBC Asia, and that was late last night, which is why you didn't see it. you were you're where I wish I was sleeping. But, <laughs> uh, but the the conversation came to, well, the traders are causing problems. And I said, okay, what are where's the problems and you know it was whirlpool you know whirlpool had bad earnings i go whirlpool has had bad earnings anyways whirlpool is a u.s company they don't manufacture there anyways but the markets tell you everything i mean we're near record highs in the stock market okay the grains have all rallied back and i use the grains as my example i said that's the key thing that tells me if there's a major problem a consumable soft commodity that gets that you have to grow and all these other things if they're not getting destroyed which they're not i mean we're we're certainly higher than we were a year ago uh you know with the, under the same circumstances so why would i be worried today you know i'm not going to try to anticipate forward that there's going to be a problem because you can see that the president of the united states is already trying to make some movement to make sure that there's not a problem and China's going to have to come to the table. I mean, we've got the EU coming in today to talk to them about you know, autos and things like that. So China will be at the table as these pieces start to fall, and Mexico's in, in the fold now. Canada will be there soon. So at the end, it's all going to work out. And I think free markets, no quotas, and then this market will be much more efficient, and we'll all make more money.
0: I think that's one of the things that you have uh, illustrated so well in the past, Todd, is you have have basically explained that once a market is left alone without any kind of intervention, whether it's from the government or or whatever, a free market works better when it's completely free and and wide open. And uh, and I think that if I read between the lines right, that's where we are headed. And I I truly believe that we will get there. I don't think it's a case of China never coming back to the United States. States to buy soybeans again. I mean, in September, Brazil is going to run completely out of soybeans, and somebody's going to have to do something. And I continually hear these these uh, under just quiet stories that well, things aren't as great in China as what China would like everybody to believe. They they need us more than we need them at this point.
2: That's a hundred percent. That's without doubt. Okay, China does need us, and you know what the you know what the thing about soft commodities are when you're growing something. There's always a problem somewhere, right? And uh, before you know it, they're going to need our soybeans. And if they want to continue to build up their population and bringing them up to eating good food and protein and things like that, they're going to need our stuff. So, again, to me, this is a, a, an act of futility through uh, a lot of the pundits that you know got need something to talk about, so they want to make a big deal. But it's really about the lobbyists and the politicians that made all these bad deals to begin with that they're, get, they're, they're raking in the cash off of. That's my opinion. <laughs>
0: Where does this leave crude oil in the big mix because, you know, that's also a commodity. I'm not, I don't know if, is it a soft commodity or not, but where does that leave this in the big equation?
2: Well, I don't know that crude oil has any effect here. You know, oil comes from all over the place and there's actually, there's plenty of it. There is no shortage of oil. It's just a question of who you buy it from. Uh, But I think oil is unbelievably overvalued even at these levels. Uh, I think that this is more of a, a, a vehicle that they, you know, kind of manipulated the markets higher. You know, o- OPEC t- tried for two years to get the markets to rally. They finally got them to rally, and all of a sudden they can't hold that rally. And I think that when it's all done here, you know, I see oil, and not, this is not a, a, a short-term call like in the next year or two. But in my lifetime, I expect to see crude oil back in the under twenty again. OK, because, again, if if we're not putting ourselves in position and, you, you know, we started with ethanol and you know, there's going to be other things that are going to create the lack of demand for oil plus more fuel efficiency. So I think that oil is about
0: cooked, as they say. Oh, interesting. It uh, had quite a day yesterday. It actually had a little bit of a bounce and almost recovered what it lost the day before. Yeah, I
2: mean, it's, look, there's, markets aren't going to go straight in one direction. I don't ever, you know, I never try to predict that they're going to go straight in one direction. They're going to move back and forth, and we're going to see some 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 action. But at the end of the day, right now, the, the near term trend in oil is now lower, and I expect that to continue. Again, I'm looking for the fifties before the year's over, you know not not 50 but like let's say 58, 59, 57 somewhere on there. I don't see any problem with it getting there. I think we're going to continue to work our way lower and, and one day we're going to walk in it's going to be down just a ton because everybody's going to just realize that, you know, it doesn't it's not as important as they're trying to make it out to and the manipulation and the demand supply and demand model is not in, is is incorrect and that's why we're still in that ridiculous backwardation pattern which is never bullish. Backwardation is always bearish and we can do, the longer we stay in there the bigger the move to the downside is going to be just like in 0708 and in 14 so i don't see any different today
0: your friend and mine todd bubba horowitz here with us we need to take a quick break check in with tim ross and get an update on the weather forecast Todd horowitz love a trading on the line with us here this morning what's your thoughts over here in the protein complex buddy
2: i love it man i'm i'm, I'm gonna go on the atkins side just so i can eat more protein <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I tell you what. Uh, well, we're facing a, maybe a, another strong cash cattle trade this week.
2: I think, that, as you know, I've been bullish cattle and hogs. You know, I got to full disclosure because uh, the hogs are getting slaughtered. Uh, but I, I find it interesting. You know, uh, feeders have been stocked between 150 and 155, which has met all of our objectives. I think we get to 160 now. I assume there'd be a little selling after the neutral bullish report we saw on Friday. Uh, Fats look really good. I mean, again, I think they're going to make our target of 112. And I think we're going higher. Again, I I think they're going higher. I think there's going to be a big demand. And I find it interesting in the hog complex that the biggest in the world is Smithfields, which is a Chinese company. But so they're tariffing, They're terrifying themselves. So I I find that kind of amazing uh, when we go through it because they are the big producer. But I think at the end, as it says, I think it all works out. I think these markets really take off. And I think that will tie in with... The equity markets, you know, we've got huge news in equities this week. Uh, besides the earnings, you get got the ECB tomorrow, which talks about the, you know, their, their version of the Fed, and the GDP number, which is going to be a monster number. They've already, you're already tele- telegraphing it's going to be 5%. So I think once that's done, I think the markets make their final push up, and then the money starts to come out, and I think that money flows right into grains and livestock, and I think we see some pretty good
0: runs here towards the uh, you know, third and fourth quarter. It got quite a bit of optimism over here, and I think it's I think it's well founded. I've been talking to a lot of folks out in the field um, and in the pastures no pun intended, but they say that you know this feeder cattle market could get real interesting because we just don't have the amount of cattle coming back uh, that, um, that that we normally would see. Uh, there's been a little bit of cleaning up here, and it goes to show where uh, low prices cure low prices.
2: 100. Listen, 100. percent You know, again, if you if you listen to the business pundits on the on the major networks you know it's talking you would think the world is coming to an end and yet here you're telling us there's a little bit of a, there's starting to be a little bit of shortage we're seeing higher prices we're seeing things go up and that's why it's so important to understand really how the markets trade you know the markets will tell you everything if you give them the opportunity and you look at the market action they'll tell you everything you need to know <clears throat> because things get priced in well ahead of time as you know we talk about this all the time that the markets know what's coming because money drives the markets and money's going to tell you what the next move is going to be. And the money is telling me that feeders and fats look good. Could they sell off a little bit? Sure, I, I expected it. I'm really surprised that they didn't sell off more yet this week. So, you know, if they sold off a little bit today, I wouldn't be surprised. But I mean, I'm a, definitely a, a, a buyer of more hogs down here. At, you know, in October, I'm using October right now, which at you know, the 50, the 50 level. I think that's an outstanding. I don't, I can't, I know, they can't go cheaper, but I would expect that this should be pretty much near the
0: end. One of the things that you also mentioned was the pundits and and what's going on and what they're talking about. Let me ask you something, because somebody has asked me this before. When you hear these quote-unquote experts get on the air and they talk about uh, all this and that and the other thing in the markets and this, is sometimes – do you think the case where they say one thing, but maybe they really believe something different, maybe they're trading something completely different than what they're saying out in public?
2: A hundred percent. It makes me cringe depending on who, it's, who it is because you've got the words, you know, you always hear these words, this time is different. Well, the markets are never different. They always do the same things over and over again, just depending on from what levels. A lot of people try to talk their book or, or want what they try to expect. And, and obviously some of the bigger players, I won't name names, but some of the bigger players are directly misleading you by spoofing the market. You know, I, I traded live in the pits for 25 of my 38 years. And I can tell you that I know for a 100% fact that you're not always getting a straight story when you hear it because sometimes they're telling you that they want to be buyers, but they're really the ones who are selling it underneath to the buyers. And that's, I think, what happens all the time.
0: How do you feel about the overall financial picture of the United States? Do you think things are really, truly getting better?
2: Well, I think they're definitely getting a little bit better. I think the wages are, need, some, need some improvement, uh, but that'll catch up. You know, we have the, always have the, the money that, uh, you know, the Goldilocks economy where the companies are still making big money, but they haven't shared with the employees. I think that'll come as jobs get better. I think things are improving, but I think that if we don't let the Fed loose and if, if, if President Trump continues to try to manipulate with the Fed, I think that will cause a bigger problem down the road, and, and that could be some trouble coming.
0: Todd Horowitz with Bubba Trading here with us from his office, live and direct from right
2: about here for a break. We'll be right back with more of the Bubba Show after the break. Todd Bubba Horwitz, we're coming right back to you.
1: Real good,
2: real good. Walk- Welcome back to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horwitz with you, and, uh, you know, it's uh, a, a big a big time in the markets. Uh, you know, we got the, uh, uh, we have Facebook earnings uh, out today. Uh, we've got uh, the ECB tomorrow morning, seven 8.30 Eastern. We've got Amazon tomorrow after the close. Uh, and, of course, we had Boeing this morning. And we've got the big GDP number, which are now ch- ch- chopping a, a, a 5% print. So what does it all mean? Well, the first thing it all means is if you go back and listen to what we talked about in segment two about uh, what I did with CNBC, uh, I think it's already priced in. I mean, again, now, what does the, what does a, an unbelievably strong GDP print mean? It means that you will hear President Trump talking to Chair Powell a little bit more about interest rates and about how they're too high and how we need to get them down and how the dollar is too strong. You know, obviously, you know, this this Goldilocks economy that we talk about is only Goldilocks for the extremely wealthy. Okay, if you think about it, look at it this way. Okay, we've talked about wages. Wages are not growing as fast. And of course, I don't want them to be mandated to hire. I just want companies to be forced to pay higher as the, 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 the free markets and, and price discovery of wages like anything else. I mean, you know, wages are a price discovery model too. Okay. So, I just want to see wages grow, but in the Goldilocks world, wages are still low, companies are making record profits. Okay. And eventually that will get it's fine find its way into equilibrium. But I think more than interesting than anything else is with all these record company buybacks, the sellers are the insiders. So, if the insiders are selling, what does that tell you? What does that tell you what they think about their companies in the markets? We all know that at some point, again, we're not pinning a date. We, we've been saying for months now, patience and, and wait. We all know that there's a, a sell-off at some point coming. You know, when will it be? Who knows? But what you have to remember is that the, the markets will give you the clue. And I think this week we'll get a lot of clues because of the ECB tomorrow. Now, what is Super Mario going to do? The usual? I'll do... I'll do whatever it takes, right? Well, we'll see. You know, again, they're, they're going to continue. And again, you know, he's going to have a little bit of an edge because of what happened in today's meeting uh, with President Trump on the, you know, with the with the EU on, on some of the tariffs. So he's going to have an idea. And, of course, we're, we're so used to this easy money society, uh, these low interest rates environment. In fact, still in many places are negative interest rates. So, at the end, I mean, you know, so he'll make a decision, and, and that will have a, an effect on the market. Uh, it'll have an effect on the bond market. It'll have an effect on the dollar. And we'll see how that plays. And then, of course, we've got uh, the GDP print on Friday. Now, again, as I said, they're quoting a giant number. And and you know they already know the number. This is not like it's a surprise, Okay. You know, President Trump or his staff knows the number and it's it's probably my guess is it's going to be five over five percent. That's going to be my guess. Now, what does that mean? Well, it means that the economy is heating up. It means that they're going to have to raise interest rates faster than they want. It means that. Uh, that, that you know, things are going on now again, uh, GDP is a very tricky number. You know, number one, it's always revised okay so that that's like every other report we get it's always revised so what does it mean overall well you know i don't know i mean it means what it is but again it's really the makeup of the gdp the last real big print we had on gdp uh was what was all based on a shipment of soybeans and we have to remember that the gdp comes you know as i've said before a bottle of wine of a thousand dollars and a $1,000 $1,000 piece of equipment of the same effect on GDP. The difference is the wine you drink, you get rid of it, and it's done, okay? And it doesn't create any more, whereas $1,000 piece of machinery can continue to create. So it's, it's a little bit tricky. You know, again, we, we, we've, we've pinpointed things down, and this is not new. I mean, hell, I remember back in the day when, you know, before they had all this 24-hour trading, before we had markets that were constantly open, when all the traders— would be, you know, in front of the, you know, one machine, because we didn't have, everybody didn't have a computer, uh, waiting for the money supply on Thursdays. Well, that's, you know, the money supply is long gone, as a, as a report that matters, uh, you know, and, you know, so we have to, you know, focus on, you know, what's in front of us, and, and what, and again, this goes back to, what is the market going to react like? Because we know the markets are on a little bit edge. We saw yesterday, you know, with the, the key reversal in the NASDAQ and the, and the Russell getting pounded, okay? So we saw reasons to say, hmm, maybe there's a little bit of reason, maybe there's a cause for a little concern. Now, again, we're not, we're not out panicking. We're not out to tell you to sell. I'm just saying that this is what we have to look at. This is what the market's telling you. And for us to, you know, try to outsmart and out against the market, you know, even as Aurel as from, you know, CBC asked me about the trade wars. Well, what do I care? I mean, right now, uh, the, uh, the, the, the overall picture is very simple. Okay. The markets are going higher. So, yeah, there's been a couple of bumps in the road. But a bump is a bump. What does it mean? It doesn't mean anything until it sustains going down. OK, so, you know, we just have to let the news play out. And, and again, the biggest job we can do, the best job we can do is to be prepared to react to the news. OK, not to try to make the news, but to react to the news. You know, it's, it's like we we talked about, you know, uh, the cryptocurrencies for a long time. Well, when they were in the mid fives, you know, when Bitcoin was in the mid 5000s. You know, the whole world was talking about trashes. Now, all of a sudden, Bitcoin's 8,300. Okay? So it's only had about a 50% rally. Now, again, this should trade like any other market. And, and we're we're buyers. We were buyers. We said it back then. We're buyers of the cryptos because I think they're going to work. And I think they're going to be real good. And I think that there's some opportunity. Now, again, they're not all going to work. So you just have to use your diligence to, to look at it. But, you know, I had... Uh, I had dinner last night with somebody who's involved in a little bit and they're giving me a little insight. But, you know, there's there's a lot of benefit to the cryptocurrency world, including raising money for things. So, you know, I I think that, again, I would not take my entire savings and go buy Bitcoin or buy a cryptocurrency. But certainly I could take, you know, a couple of thousand dollars. And put it in, and again, you know, think about it. If you'd have put it, and I'm not telling you this is going to happen. Don't take this the wrong way. But if you'd have put a couple of thousand in Bitcoin, okay. Or let's not even use Bitcoin. Let's use Ethereum. You know, Ethereum at one time was about, I don't know, five. It was less than this, but let's say it's five or six dollars. Okay, so if you had to put, you know, uh, $500 in in, uh, in Ethereum at $5, okay. So you'd, you'd have a 100 Ethereum coins, all right, which are now worth, you know, 470. So it's, you know, worth 47,000 from 500 bucks. Again, I'm not saying it's going to happen and I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, but I do know that they're going to be around. I do know that cryptocurrency is, is something that's going to be part of our, our everyday life. And it's only going to get bigger as I like to compare it to the internet because that's what we're starting to see, a, a comparison of the internet and, you know, very similar action, to when we had the internet back in the day so from my point of view i think that you gotta sit and 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 be ready and and again do not take a lot of money but you should have a little bit invested so if it does get a pop you're participating in another asset class that's just how i see it again i wouldn't put too much in but certainly a few hundred bucks with no problem in the meantime, this is the Bubba Show Top of Horwitz. And as always, I thank you for being a part of the show and I thank you for being here. And I, uh, I really enjoy uh, sharing information with everybody. And of course, don't forget to download the show every day at libertytalk.fm. Uh, you can download the Bubba Show and the Sporting Edge. And of course, also don't forget about uh, my daily update, which is available to you for free at libertytalk. Excuse me, it's at Bubba Trading. Dot com Fill out the box, and you can check it out. In the meantime, everybody have a great day. As always, I thank you so much for being a part of the show, The Baba Show. Todd Bubba which We'll see you back here tomorrow, everybody. Have a great day. See you later.
0: Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM.